With KSOM and KS95 News, I'm Tom Robinson. 60 degrees, the forecast high for today. 25 degrees above our normal high. It's 36 right now, 34 the low tonight. Atlantic Municipal Utilities General Manager Steve Chepkes presented AMU's 2024 budget to the City Council on Wednesday. AMU was recently awarded the National Excellence in Reliability for reliable electric service compared to electric companies throughout the country. Atlantic City Councilman Gerald Brink. We're very fortunate to have uh, uh, this utility in town. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, and the people that are running it, I mean, it's quite a a real asset for our community. According to the American Public Power Association, out of 181 electric utilities operating in Iowa, AMU ranks second lowest overall average electric rate charged to customers in the state. Chepke says 50% of Atlantic's power is provided by the ownership of WS number three coal plant and 50% from purchase contracts. He says 20% of the power supply is renewable energy. As long as we got the coal plant, when prices are high, we know what the power is going to cost us because mm-hmm. we make it ourselves. And if prices are low, we don't have to run the coal plant. We just buy it off the market at the low price. So it's a great hedge. Yes. If we relied on the market a year ago, Prices were up closer to uh, like 80% and stayed high all year. Then also in this year, this 2023, they were down 40%. A lot of utilities, if they're subject to the market and, and just buying off the market like that, like some of the gas companies that got caught when the price swings in natural gas, mm-hmm. you know, that's what we want to avoid. Chepke says the 2024 capital budget is $1.9 million, with most of that capital spent locally making system improvements and converting more overhead lines to underground, beginning with the rear lots in Olive Street to Oak Street and 17th to 22nd. Chapke's noted the electric and the water departments are debt-free and there will be no rate increases in electricity or water. Speaking of water, Steve Chepke says they plan to replace all water meters with remote red meters next year. All electrical meters were previously converted, he says, engineering and planning to replace an underground water storage tank with an above-ground tank. And the estimated cost is around $1.8 million, and AMU will apply for a $600,000 CDBG grant to offset part of the expense. Harlan City Council approved a resolution agreeing to apply for financial assistance with the Community Development Block Grant Program to finance a portion of the cost of wastewater system improvements. Danielle Briggs, Community Development Specialist, explained that this has come up as a result as needed improvements to the sanitary sewer system. The city hired Veenstra and Kim to complete a preliminary engineering report and cost estimate. Funds for this service are provided by local funds. Uh, Veenstra and Kim proposes to do SIP lining to 22,067 feet of sanitary mains to prevent inflow and infiltration issues. Briggs said the CDBG application will be made on or before January 1st. The city is applying for a $500,000 CDBG grant and the city of Harlan will provide the local match. The total project cost is estimated at approximately $1.3 million. Uh, the project will benefit the entire community of Harlan, particularly those who are low to moderate income residents. The low to moderate income rate of the city of Harlan is 52.81%, according to the local LMI survey that we conducted in May of this year. 
No persons will be displaced by the proposed activities. Any acquisition of land will occur in accordance with the provisions of the Uniform Acquisition and Relocation Act, but no land acquisition is needed for this project. The approval of the resolution to apply for the CDBG program followed a hearing in which there were no public comments. The Ottoman County Board of Supervisors is putting the long-awaited courthouse HVAC project into motion. On November 30th, the supervisors approved the project to graphite construction without approving their low bid of $2.8 million because it came in 20% higher than the engineer's estimate. Well, Ottawa County Supervisor Chair Doug Sorensen says that for the past several weeks, they have been looking at scaling back this project to fit the budget. Sorensen says in the meantime, they have figured out a funding mechanism after visiting with legal consultant John Danos. We get about $200,000 per year. We can borrow one and a half to $2 million and get this whole thing done and not have to do piecemeal mm. and push some of it down the road to where it's going to cost even more. So I think in the end of the day, we're going to save the county money by getting it done now versus um, allowing it to inflate more. And so... Um, I think the consensus was a week ago that if we could figure out a way to fund it, we would do it. And so yesterday we we talked about it and we agreed we are just going to decline any change orders. We're just going to go ahead with the entire $2.8 million project. Sorensen says the county is using a general fund loan agreement that can be utilized without a public referendum. This type of loan agreement uh, does require a 30-day comment period. We're going to start this process probably next week as to how to go to, through this general fund loan agreement. Um, but it really kind of took a load off of us to finally find a little bit of resolution to this project and, and get it rolling. I think everybody was very delighted that we found a solution. Sorensen says Susan Gerlock with PSM in Des Moines thinks the county can get a bank loan for 5% or less, which would be cheaper than going with a bond and all of the additional costs that go along with it. Cass County is one of three Iowa counties testing a new program to cut emergency response times in rural areas. Iowa Lieutenant Governor Adam Gregg is sponsoring this program to send whoever is closest to the emergency to provide care until the ambulance arrives. Eric Johnson, a first responder, is the Cass County Program Coordinator for the Iowa United First Aid Program. Johnson, appearing at Wednesday's City Council meeting, stated that the new first aid program is alive and running as of Wednesday. Johnson and 12 other volunteers are now staffed with the equipment to respond to a medical emergency in their area and provide emergency care until that ambulance arrives. I have 25 AEDs um, to equip. I'm hoping 20 volunteers. That will be a bridge between the initial 911 call and when EMS arrives. Johnson says Cass County is 565 square miles with volunteer responders scattered throughout the county. Uh, for example, right now I have three in Atlantic, um, two for the Wyota area, three for the Anita area, one for Messina, um, one for Griswold, two for Lewis, and one for Marnie. Um, inside those big red circles is dots where their um, approximate residence is within their community. So... Hopefully we don't need them, but if we do, they are ready to go.
Johnson says every second it counts and the chance of survival from sudden cardiac arrest decreases for each minute that passes with CPR. He says establishing an AED program in communities is associated with nearly doubling the out of hospital cardiac arrest survival. So everybody is equipped, everybody is trained, um, except for one of my 13 individuals, um, which that's getting done this week. Um, so she'll be rearing to go. Um, we're notified via NowForce. Um, it's an app on the phone, um, kind of similar to what we use um, first responder with the communication center here. Um, goes off a of GPS, so no matter where an individual is in the county, if they are within 15 minutes of a cardiac arrest, they're going to get notified. Cass County received $50,000 from the state and $25,000 from the county for training and equipment. Cass County is the first of the three counties receiving grant money to start this program and get it running. Those interested in joining or learning more about the program can contact Eric Johnson at CassCountyFirstAid.Eric at gmail.com or dial 249-8816. Iowa DNR and Atlantic Parks and Recreation released more trout into the small pot at Shelburne Recreation here in Atlantic yesterday afternoon. Brian Hayes, fisheries biologist, said that this is part of an urban trout stocking program that DNR started nearly two decades ago. It's another couple hundred fish that, again, came from uh, Shenandoah, the Green Plains Energy, Optimal Aquafeed. It's kind of a little side business there, raising these trout, doing uh, feed trials and stuff, and and then providing them to, to Iowa DNR to, to get out and create some fishing. And the first couple hundred that went in here did its job. I mean, people were catching them, having a great time, and that was good to hear. That's That was our goal. He says the next couple of days will be a great time to get out and fish with the warmer weather. Sounds like the key to fishing these and catching these is just stand back and watch the pond. You'll see them surfacing and then get over to where they're surfacing and and then fish the school. So they're not everywhere, but they usually show themselves by surfacing. And then use those little spinners like MEP spinners or Panther Martin spinners. And- a trout stamp is required in addition to a fishing license. The limit is five fish per day on your trout stamp. Kids are the age of 16 can fish with a licensed adult, and the combined limit is five. The small pond is located on the, on the northeast side of Shelburne Recreation Area across from the Dog Park. More news on the web at westerniowatoday.com. ABC News is next.